bang, 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 bang. It's a catchy song. It's really catchy. Right. Uh, welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. Uh, how are you, Natalie? Um, doing well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are going to Las Vegas tomorrow as as a little retreat. Yeah. In fact, yeah, you just reminded me. You have to pack. Yeah, I do need to pack, but um, we'll be back. Okay, no, never mind. I was trying to think, do I need to post this episode to schedule? Do I need to schedule this episode to post while we're gone? But no, we'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah, we're just going for two nights. Out. Yeah, just a quick. We're going to lounge in the Lazy River. Yeah, it's going to be super hot, but that's also like, I've been telling people like, we kind of planned this Vegas trip as like a pool hangout trip. Yeah. We specifically booked the MGM Grand because we've heard they have a great pool with a lazy river. We've never been to it. Yeah. So we specifically are going to the MGM Grand to hang out at the pool. We bought our own inner tubes because I did research and they're $40 if you buy them there. Rent them, right? Rent them, yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't even get to keep them no, for $40. No, you have to rent them. You, when you bought them for so ours for $19.99 or whatever. I hopped on the internet um, and I bought some inner tubes for us. But we don't have the pump to blow them up. It specifically says, like, don't blow these up with your mouth. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And I was like, I had a, you know... I had asthma as a kid, and I'm a smoker, so I don't know how. I don't even know if I could blow it up. Yeah, we might drop dead in like 110 degree heat trying to blow up these things <laughs> ourselves. So yeah, this might be our last episode. Yeah, heat stroke, just yeah, inches from the pool, huffing into a rubber. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, but this is not a podcast about Vegas plans. This is a podcast about the. Uh, Great uh, lauded television sitcoms, Friends, and How I Met Your Mother. We watched an episode of each. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, early um, early check-in with our friends and mothers. Tell us your Vegas stories if you have them. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, let me put it on the calls to action so we can remember it at the end of the show. And if you want to talk about Vegas, we will be talking more about Vegas in our recaps. Oh, to come. Not this episode. Yeah. To come. Yeah. Um, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love a Vegas episode. Yeah. I feel like every show does it. Well, How I Met Your Mother did Atlantic City. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if they do Vegas. But yeah. Yeah, that's true. Everyone loves to go to Vegas. Yeah. Um, I had never been until I moved out here. Until I turned you into a... And you turned me into a degenerate gambler. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so we watched an episode of Friends, episode of How I Met Your Mother. We recap, compare, contrast. Um, hopefully you can still hear me. I just, like, knocked the Do you check? the board. Uh, no, it's still here. Sorry for your ears, listeners. Yeah, it's okay. still it's still reading. Okay. Um, uh, so we're on season five, episode 17 yeah. right yeah. of both shows yeah uh season five episode 17 of friends is called the one with rachel's inadvertent kiss yeah. and season five episode 17 of how i met your mother uh is not called bang bang a bangity bang a bang bang bangity bang it's called of course but we're gonna put a pin in of course and in that catchy little ditty yeah and we're gonna start with season five episode 17 of friends the one with Rachel's inadvertent kiss. But what I'm going to say, actually, I shouldn't have put a pin in, of course, yet. Because what I wanted to start by saying is, what an incredible couple of episodes. Yeah. Both these episodes were so great. Like, I... Now, I'll save this for, for playing favorites. Because, it, like, it's it's neck and neck. Hmm. You know? 
Um, these are both fantastic episodes of television. Uh, so for uh, for the one with Rachel's inadvertent kiss, we start at the perk. Everybody do a shot of espresso. We start at the perk. Um, and Rachel comes in to announce that she is uh, uh, has landed an interview at Ralph Lauren, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah. Everyone likes Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Um, uh, Phoebe wants to help her with her interview skills yeah. and starts out with the, the, the handshake. She says she has a good handshake. And then Monica tries and, like, immediately hurts Phoebe, which is, like, I guess this is a thing with Monica, like, with the massages, that yeah. she's just, like, too rough. Breakishly strong. Yeah. How do you feel about a handshake? Now, what kind of handshake do you prefer? I don't prefer a handshake at all. Okay. I think I've always been kind of grossed out by people's like hand washing hygiene. So I've always hated them, but even more from COVID. So how do you greet someone? I mean, I'll do it if it's, if like someone else does it. No, I guess what I'm saying is how would you prefer to greet someone? Just a wave. A wave from two feet away? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe that, you know what? I laugh, but maybe that is where things should be. Or it could just be like, hey. Yeah. You know? Do you remember? Yeah. Handshakes are so ingrained. I would. I, would, I prefer a hug to a handshake. I don't want to hug. I don't want to hug. I want to hug you. I don't want to hug anybody you, else. <laughs> but people, who knows what people touch? And then you're putting their hand in your hand. Yeah. And you're going to touch your face. And Building then you're going to get sick. No, you're building up immunity every one handshake Whereas at a time. Whereas, like, a hug, and you can be as close as possible. Mm-hmm. You could even just do one of those, like, side things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little too intimate for me. Uh, I prefer a handshake. I think that's intimate. the most intimate and the um, most disgusting. <laughs> but uh, what I was saying is handshakes are so, like, prevent so ingrained in me that, like, yeah, we had, from March uh, uh, of 2020... Until after we were vaccinated, so like spring of 2021, with the first time we were regularly seeing friends again was when we were going to that outdoor comedy uh, show every Wednesday mm-hmm. in Echo Park, you know. Yeah. And uh, we go the first time we go, we run into our friend Ryan, whom we haven't seen since before the pandemic at this time, and he's got another friend with him that yeah. we never met before. Yeah. And Ryan's like, "Oh, this is so and so," and I, without thinking, was just like, "Hey, nice to meet you." Hadn't shaken, shaken anyone's hand in 14, 15 yeah, months, just and so just ingrained. immediately went right back yeah. to it. But I still think a handshake is a, a, a good. You know, way. if you need to touch disgusting hands, you can do a fist bump, which yeah. I still I feel like it's underrated. I feel like the fist bump is. You're probably right that it's better. Look. I'm not going to sit here and argue for handshakes. I'm going to argue why my brain prefers handshakes, yeah. even though they're wrong. When someone offers me their fist to bump, I'm like, does this person think they're better than me? Have you ever grabbed someone's no. fist? No, I think, does this person think they're better than me? This person doesn't want to touch me? Like, I feel like I'm, ju- I feel judged by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, write that down for therapy. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, um... What I'll say, and this is going to make me sound like a fucking Don Draper or whatever, but I obviously like you shake someone's hand and they grip you too hard. It's like kind of annoying and like leaves you with an after whatever. Like you can if you can still feel their hand after you've let go, that's too hard of a handshake. Mm-hmm. That said, I would take that any day over a limp over a limp handshake. Ew. A limp handshake is so Ugh. gross. Or if it's like wet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like that makes me want to barf, like a wet, limp hand. Yeah, yeah. Like a I want sweaty, a, yeah, limp I want a hand. firm, dry hand. Not, 
a grip, not, not like a, a, a strong grip. I want a firm, Let's dry a hand. And how many pumps? One, right? One? Yeah. Yeah, right? I think two. I think I do two. That's one. One Up, down, Let's that's one. Let's try two. <laughs> yeah, that seems... <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> it seems like a little dance routine. Yeah. Like one of us is about to spin the other one or yeah, something. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, listen, friends, <laughs> friends and mothers, what is your style of greeting? What is your preferred style of greeting? Okay. You like a fist bump? You like a handshake? You like a wave from afar? Oh, oh. What happened? Dar's foot is stuck. Okay, keep blanket. talking. Okay. Um, yeah, let us know. And then, um, oh, we have a pet malfunction. It's happened twice now. Okay. Um, she's just going to do it again. We have like a, a knit blanket yeah. on the, she's on the bed in the guest room where we record. Yeah. yeah she's allowed on the bed in the guest, on the guest room. Cause yeah. if we have a guest, we're going to wash the sheets beforehand anyway. She's a princess. And she's a princess. And there's a knit blanket on there, and she keeps getting her, like, front her, left, like, claw, or whatever you call nail, it. nail, like, stuck nail, in I it. Nail, I guess. Yeah. Stuck in it. And then she's too embarrassed to tell us, so she just lays down sadly. Yeah. <laughs> she's afraid of it now. No. She's going to go back she, for more. You, she's, sometimes she's not a smart girl. Okay. This is... People are getting annoyed. We're talking about our dog. People are getting annoyed, I'm sure. Uh, so, yeah. Handshake preferences. I can't remember what you were saying while I was doing that. Um... Oh, I was just asking the friends and mothers about their preference. Right. Yes. Greeting preferences. Okay. Um, so back to the show. Uh, Ross is oh, in. Real quick. Um, so like, there's a hand job joke in there. Yeah. <laughs> like because Phoebe apologized to Chandler, yeah. so a little bit of like body humor. Yeah. We've been getting more of that in Friends, I think. Um, uh, yeah, Phoebe says like, I'm, I'm just glad I'm not Chandler. Which just reminds me of, um, do you remember the movie? We saw it together, um, and it was called Jeff Who Lives at Home. Oh, yeah, 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 with... Um, with Marshall, with Jason Siegel. With Jason Siegel. And there's a part where Ed Helms, is Jason Siegel's brother, thinks his wife is cheating on him, which she, Judy Greer, which she kind of might be. Okay. And they're, like, at the hotel room that they're at, and Ed Helms, like, has his, he's like, I want to go in the confronter and confront her, but what if I catch her, like... Giving her, giving him a hand job or something, and Jason Siegel's like, "Well, they're both forty, so she's probably not giving him a hand job." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always liked that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. Um, Love Jason Siegel. Yeah, and one time back when Twitter was still fun, I like tweeted something positive about the movie, and one of the directors like oh, liked fun. it and like replied with a little like thumbs up or something. Yeah, Jason Siegel is like. A great rom-com star. I loved Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I think that's kind of like an underrated yeah. favorite of mine. Uh, yeah, uh, I like that movie too. Oh, the weather outside is weather. Right? <laughs> yeah. Paul Rudd, classic. Yeah. Um, okay, so back at the end of the show. Ross is in the ladies' apartment. Or sorry, Joey's in the ladies' apartment. Ross is in his new apartment, which is formerly the... Um, U UNG. UNG. I keep hitting this thing. I am going to pull it out. You're what like is Darla wrong? with that blanket. It's because I'm like, I don't think I'm Italian at all, but I am a gesticulator. Yes, you are. Um, Sometimes you hit me in the face. In I don't person. think I've ever actually hit you in the face. You I think like, you have worried that I was going to. It's real close. Um, anyway, uh, so they're looking at each other across the uh, across the street. Um, and, and Ross is doing funny little bits, which we'll get to in Funniest Moments. But then Joey notices one of Ross's neighbors. 
Yeah. Uh, is uh, hot woman is a hot woman, and she thinks that he's cute, and they wave at each other, and they have a little like flirtation. Yeah. Um, and he goes over to find her, but he can't. He accidentally knocks on Ross's door yeah. <laughs> instead. Yeah. Uh, he's counting like up from the bottom and over from the side, so he keeps like making these calculations. Yeah. And they keep being wrong. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Phoebe is in the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. of her relationship with the cop, whose name mm-hmm. I've forgotten, Michael Rappaport. Gary. Gary. Gary the cop. Officer Gary. Um, and uh, she thinks, she implies very heavily that Monica and Chandler are no longer in that honeymoon period, and Monica takes that very personally, if you can imagine. Uh, Rachel comes home. Her interview went poorly because she accidentally kissed the guy on the cheek because <laughs> they were shaking hands again. Yeah. And it was a good handshake. And then he leaned over to open the door for her, and yeah. she thought he was, like, doing a European-like yeah. thing, so she, like, gave him a little peck on the cheek. And now she thinks she's not going to get the job. Uh, but it turns out she got a, sec- a second interview, mm-hmm. and um, Joey... Uh, Again, implies very heavily (laughs) that it's because she kissed the guy that she got a second interview. Like, he wants to see if he can go further or something. Um, That's how Joey's mind works. Uh, But then Joey's mind follows a different path because the hot girl is back. And it's a funny thing that he says, the hot girl is back. And and Rachel thinks that he's, like, trying to encourage her. She's like, aww. (laughs) Yeah. So he tries again. He goes to the wrong door. He ends up going door to door, being a creep. Yeah. <laughs> Asking a little girl if her mom, older sister, or babysitter is hot. <laughs> yeah. And which, well, you'll get there, but yeah. Okay, continue. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get there because I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. Well, because he's such a creep, there ends up being a like oh, yeah. police sketch. Yes. So we'll, like. We'll get back. We will get to that. You're uh, right. And the police sketch is so well done. Yeah. Like someone had to go to the police station and like describe Joey perfectly. Yeah. Or maybe that little girl is like a savant. Maybe she drew it? Yeah, I'm saying she drew it from memory. Like okay. here's here's the man who asked me if mom was hot, Dad. Right? Yeah. Um do Rachel goes to a second interview. And she has ink on her lip from chewing a pen. Yeah. And the guy tries to tell her there's ink, like t- tries to gesture at her li- at his lip, and she thinks that he's asking for another kiss, and she absolutely tells him off. Yeah. Uh, which good for her. Good for her. Um, I'm so proud of her. But then she, <laughs> I don't know if this is funny moment. This could be funniest moments, but it's also like plot relevant, so I'm going to say it. That um, Rachel bursts into the apartment and says, "You're never going to guess what he did," <laughs> and everyone there does the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pointing at her. And that's when she realizes she has ink on her lip and realizes what she did. Um, Monica is still being competitive. Um, and uh, uh, in, insisting Joey, or not Joey, sorry. Um, uh, insisting Chandler, like, go upstairs and have lots of sex with her right then. And he complies. Um Initially, he like his. He's probably rightfully concerned about her obsessive right. behavior, but then when he realizes, he's like, like, wait, I'm not yeah. gonna, I can't argue with this. Yeah, so he goes up and has lots of sex, um, and uh, um, 
Ross, and here's the scene you're at. Ross is at the uh, the mailboxes of the building where yeah. there's a sketch of of, of Joey. Um, like, don't let this creep in the building or whatever. Yeah. And, and then Ross meets the hot girl, whose name we find out is Jen. Yeah. Um, and they kind of hit it off a little bit. But this was like a, a little funny call to the previous episode where, like, he didn't want to chip in for the gift for the door guy. Yeah, when he introduced like, himself, he's like, I'm Ross. I know, you're the guy who... Yeah. yeah, but then she's like, you know what? Like, I kind of, like, respect you, and I think they were, like, too harsh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Ross meets Jen. Uh, Monica and Chandler are uh, post-coital, and um, Joey walks over and is, like, being really childish about, what are you two doing? What yeah. you doing? Yeah. Uh-huh. But then he sees the hot girl again, and he's like, I give up. She lives in some hot girl, hot girl parallel yeah. universe yeah. thing, and he can't find it. And Monica counts for him better, and uh, he goes over to see her again, and there's a funny joke there we'll get to in funniest moments. Um, but because of Ross and Jen hitting it off and, and them, like getting ready to go on a date... Joey goes over and knocks on what is actually the correct door, yeah. and Ross still answers it. Yeah. Which is, like, this is what I'm talking about this being, such, like, a great episode. That's yeah. just, like, that's so perfect. Yeah. Um, it's great writing. And then here comes another bit of <laughs> great comedy, great writing. Rachel goes back to see the guy a third time, gives a heartfelt apology, stands up for herself, makes the case for herself. He ends up giving her the job, and then... She goes in front of the handshake and accidentally whacks him in the dick. Yeah. Okay. Here's my issue with that scene. Um, I think he got a little too close to her. Like, the way he sat on the desk with her... Like, she was she was sitting in the chair and he walks over. Like, they're done with their meeting and he walks over and, like, sits on the desk. Kind of, like, manspready and, like, says, like, I'm willing to give you a shot. Huh. I don't. I didn't like the way. I thought the way that he sat on the desk, so close to her, like crotch right, eye level, right. was like a power move. And I think maybe he was like maybe he did want it. Maybe he bit. did want it, and he was like seeing how far this would go. Yeah. Well, he got hit in the dick. So when it. she punched him in the dick, yeah. Like I think he had it coming. Um. Yeah. Who uh, is he? He's. I've seen know. him in things. I don't know. I know who he looks like, but isn't. Oh, maybe he only looks like someone. Um, and I don't even know this actor. I think he's name. in like '80s movies. Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, how do I find? I'll him? find it. Okay. I'm 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 better at uh, oh. at this than you are. Okay. <laughs> what, what were you laughing at? Because you're better than of you're better at the internet in general than I am. Yes, like finding things quickly. You always. But go... when it's specifically. Actors yeah, because and you have IMDb Plus or whatever. No, I don't. I have just regular IMDb that you could use and you refuse to. Oh, I mean, you have the app. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the app. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Well, I just learned from this that he's going to be on the show a bunch. Um, Steve Ireland. Yeah, I know. I'm looking. Two episodes of the Drew Carey show. Okay. That's not much. Um, the West Wing. Yeah, and one episode of... Seinfeld. Okay. Uh, that 70s show. So he's been here and there. So I probably just know him from just random one-off episodes here and there, right? Yeah. Melrose Place. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
Seinfeld, the music guy in Seinfeld. Yeah. But do you know who I originally, th- uh, I, for a second, I thought he was an actor named Dylan Cussman, who is the um, the gynecologist in The Way of the Gun, a movie you and I watched together somewhat recently after James Conn died like a year mm-hmm. and a half ago. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. So this is what Dylan Cussman looks like now. Kind of a similar, oh. kind of a similar look. Yes. Well, you're talking about a guy 25 years ago and I'm talking about now. So I thought this was a young him. Okay. I was wrong. So, that's enough of us, like, nearly fighting on the podcast. <laughs> we love each other. <laughs> that's, well, that doesn't mean we don't fight. Yeah. Uh, at dinner, Monica is bragging about how much sex she and Chandler have been having. Uh, meanwhile, Officer Gary gave Chandler a badge. Yeah, he had I don't bad- know how Monica can stay attracted to him sometimes. Yeah. Um, but again, this is, as we've talked about, my hang-up about being childlike. I don't like to be childlike. And right. Chandler but- is, like... Being like, like he is a kid who went to Silver Dollar City and got deputized, quote unquote. Right, but he shows his maturity later on in the episode. It it peaks out for a second, yeah, and then it goes back away. Yeah, um, actually, pretty soon we're getting close to the end. Um, and then Chandler tries cop speak, and he says he's going to go ten one hundred, which means he's going to go pee. Um, hmm. But I know I, I don't know if this is. A thing that's just on like movie and TV sets, but like ten one does mean I'm taking a pee break. Like okay. I'm ten one. Okay. And then I mean, in theory, ten two would be I'm taking another kind of bathroom break. But like, no one okay. actually says like unless you're trying to make someone laugh, you wouldn't. So say 10, I'm is ten is that like I'm taking a ten minute break? I'm taking a ten minute break to pee. Four that's one. What I mean. Yeah. I'm taking a ten minute break for two. But so. no one actually. Unless, you, like I'm saying, unless you're trying to make people laugh, no one would be on, be on the walkie-talkie and be like, hey, guys, I'm 10 too. No one would say that. That's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew that. Um, uh, but uh, Monica's Chandler, Monica Chan, Monica's bragging uh, is all for naught because Phoebe and Officer Gary went up to her again on the way to the dinner. They uh, screwed in the park. Yeah, because she had a little, like, a little, a little twig, twig in her, in her hair. hair. Yeah. Uh, so Monica wants to match them again, and she confronts Chandler in the bathroom. She wants to have sex in the men's room, which I guess this is a nice enough restaurant, maybe. It was like a weird, it was like a Mexican restaurant, but like, because they were eating like yeah, they had, chips and salsa. They had margaritas. Salsa and margaritas. Yeah, yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. Oh, I thought it looked not great. Um, but you ever notice how restaurants on sitcoms like are always windowless? Yeah. Why is that? Like, you ever been to, like, it would be weird to be at a restaurant that was just, like, fully indoors. I guess, like, if you get, like, the, like, when your dad retired and we got this special room at the Stinking Rose, you know, there's no windows there, but that's a special event. Yeah. And I think at night you can't tell, you know, if, like, there's no daylight, it doesn't. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, Do you also remember the time you had to attend my cousin's, uh, was it a baby shower or a bridal shower? baby shower and that was it was so like i mean you and i i think we're a modern progressive couple right Mm -hmm. but like sometimes we go like to visit my family and my extended family especially and it's just this like much more traditional way different world and it felt so weird that we were both in town and they were like oh well i'm not going to say any names like oh so-and-so's bridal party Bridal shower, baby shower, baby shower. Yeah. Right. Is this is this while you're in town? You're going. So like, like I have to go. Literally, to you a went to this room where you knew 
my mom and sister, and then a bunch of women you had maybe met once. Maybe. Most of them not. Most of them not. Most of them not. Meanwhile, me and my uncles are, like, at the bar in the yeah. restaurant, yeah. like, literally just, like, watching sports and yeah. drinking beer. It was, like, it felt like I'd gone into some sort of time vortex. Yeah. And, and everyone's so talking about their babies, and I'm just yeah sitting here yeah in a basement. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it was, like, a back room at, like, yeah. a... It wasn't a TGI Fridays, but it was like that level of place. Yeah, yeah, just like a bar and grill. Or a um, what's the one we went to in South Jersey? Oh. PJ Wenahan's or something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, I kind of liked that place. You loved I mean, it. It's a local chain. It felt yeah. like it felt like real local flavor. Like, yeah, you know, um, you we watched. I know you haven't watched the many many times I have, but um, Los Angeles plays itself. Yeah. That's and great. there's a whole part where he talks about like high tourism and low tourism, and like low tourism is like just going to the tourist spots that right. are already made for tourists, right. and high tourist, high tourism is like actually like seeing the places, the things that make a place a place like its own place. And I feel like somehow that was high tourism. JP Wellingham's or whatever that place is called was a kind of high tourism, just going there yeah. and like literally watching an NHL playoff game and eating wings in South Jersey felt like a kind of high tourism to me. Yeah. Um, I, I feel uh, like... But now I'm, also, now I'm also the guy in the meme. Do you know the guy, the, the meme of, like, the guy standing alone in the corner of the party, like, and they, he's thinking, they don't know, blah, 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 something about me? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I met PJ Wellingham saying, saying, like, they don't know I'm a high tourist. <laughs> when Exactly. When we, in Philly, that same trip, um, we went to that, like... Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. But I felt like it was a combo low and high because yeah. it was low just the fact that we're like, oh, we need to go and get cheesesteaks, but yeah. high in the sense that like this was the most authentically Philly experience. Yeah, because we had I think a, we talked about this server on right, the podcast before. A surly hungover yeah. server with a thick like And like a th- massive attitude. Yeah, she had such an attitude. <laughs> Cause, and she was, like, cleaning the table next to us while she took order. She was like, it might look like I'm not, list, not listening. Like, I'm trying to do the yeah. Philly accent, not listening. But I'm listening. Turns out she wasn't. She forgot all of our orders. And then she also forgot our wooders. And yeah. she had to turn back to the, the bar and be like, four wooders? And then when she <laughs> thought we weren't looking, she was, like, chugging Red Bull behind the bar. Just, like, clearly struggling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I loved her. I loved her, too. That was a real high-low <laughs> yeah. experience. Uh, okay, so they this all came from having sex in the men's room, which they don't do because Chandler like has a really great speech about how like yeah. yeah that 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 phase of a relationship ends, but the next one is even more special and even more rare. And yeah. for Chandler, it's the first time he's ever been this deep into a relationship, right. and so it's very uh, it's a very sweet moment that he then like kind of overly celebrates like fixing things yeah. and. Uh, and then there's a tag at the end with um, uh, <laughs> uh, Rachel and Monica have borrowed Joey and Chandler's Baywatch standees. Who It was Pamela and Yasmin. Yeah. And they printed out pictures of their own faces and put them on them so that Ross thinks that they're watching him do his little antics, which he's yeah. like going about. Yeah. Uh, and then that's the end of the episode. Do you have any other stray observations or should we move on to funniest moments? Let's um, let's move on to funniest moments. Okay, well, get comfortable because there's a lot of them. Um, right from the beginning, uh, I'm just going to go uh, chronologically. Um, Ross is 
bit of <laughs> pretending to get attacked by a shark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the follow-up to that I thought was even funnier. Oh, it's on here, but you can have When it, yeah. they're like, what is Ross doing? Like, oh, um, that's his, like, oh, he must be doing his watching TV bit. And then Monica's like, he's probably just watching TV. But then we get Ross staring at just, like, nothing on the screen doing a bit. And, like, giggling to himself. And giggling to himself. Like, why? <laughs> like, they're eating it up, yeah. It's very funny. Yeah, it's he's like, such a dork. <laughs> it's the funniest. I think this is the funniest in the whole episode. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of funny stuff. Um, the next one, when um, when Joey is, like, mime lip sync flirting with the woman across and she sees Monica because he's in Monica's apartment and he is like trying to say I'm not with her and he like goes he goes that's just Monica blur and like pushes her face away yeah (laughs) um in that same scene this is even this is not even no never mind I'm gonna save this um did you put the fan on higher turning it up higher oh good um when Ross is at the mailboxes and he's like meeting Jen she gives him her card and says, like, like call me. I'll go out to coffee with you or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> she walks away. And then he's doing, like, this dumb thing with the card, like, kissing it, like, all excited. Yeah. And she walks back because she forgot something. And he shoves it in his mouth. Yeah. He eats the card. He he doesn't, hopefully he doesn't. I'm guessing he doesn't swallow well, it. Well, he takes it out, like, in right. one piece. Right. Um, it was probably moistened a bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's a lot of physical stuff yes. that I loved in this episode. Um, well, we talked earlier uh, in the recap about Joey comforting Rachel and then saying the hot girl's back, and Rachel thinking that she's ta- he's talking about her. But the next thing is he goes from hugging Rachel to literally like he throws her into the chair yeah. to go look at the hot girl. Um, I thought that the the boss did a really funny job like initially of being creeped out by the kiss <laughs> like when yeah. you see his face yeah like I thought he did a yeah. great job way to go Steve Ireland yeah um again I, sh- I could have just put this together with Joey Joey's physical comedy but after um the second time he goes to see the hot girl he like <laughs> practically skips out mm-hmm. of the apartment yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah he leaps yeah he leaps yeah, yeah. okay um when uh, Chandler is trying to, um, like, hold uh, Gary's gun, <laughs> he's like, come on, let me hold it. What could happen? And then he spills his coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Chandler, after Joey gets so excited about the hot girl, Chandler goes, like, I gotta check out this hot girl and starts to walk to the window and then, like, realizes his mistake and turns around and points at Monica and goes, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, when Rachel is like trying to apologize and make her case to um, Steve Ireland, uh-huh. her whole like, so you got courage, yeah, you got your integrity, you got courage again, yeah, <laughs> because she is like trying, she's running out of things to list, yeah, yeah. to make her case. But I, I, we talked about it before, but I am very, very proud of Rachel, even though it was a total miscommunication, we think. But yeah. the fact that she like is so courageous and standing yeah. up for herself and not le- not putting up with it. Yeah, yeah. Good the show her. and like, she loves she like her. This is her dream job. So I feel like Rachel in the first episode would have. I don't know if she would have like slept with someone, but I feel like this shows 
growth, like mm-hmm. really good character growth. Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about the things that haven't aged well on both of these shows and are problematic, but like um, that's great. And I always go back to when Rachel was dating Paolo and then he like harassed Phoebe. Yeah. And when Phoebe told Rachel, it wasn't like there was no there was denial yeah. or yeah. defense. She just immediately believed Phoebe yes. and, and comforted and consoled her. Yes. I love that. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right. What else? I have more. Okay, keep going because I'm done. No, I guess, yeah, because you, you did the eating the business card one. So then they have one more. Um, when Monica points out how Joey's been counting the stores and the, uh, the stories and windows wrong, you yeah. know, he mutters to himself on his way out to see the hot girl. <laughs> yeah. He says, I can't believe I almost lost another girl because of counting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first time. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I, I didn't have anything for make it fashion. Not that anything was bad. Because when things are bad, I also point them out. Right. But I thought everyone looked, like, on par this episode. It wasn't yeah. really notable. Um, a few things to note. Monica had great hair in this episode. Uh, Chandler, at one point, had a very weird tie, and I couldn't figure out okay. what it was. It was, like, a man sitting. It was some kind of, like, maybe it was an artist I should have known, but I didn't. Yeah. I, but you I didn't. Okay. No. Joey looks great in a turtleneck, as usual. Yeah. Uh, props I, to the props department real quick. Um, Monica's reading To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm. Monica also has a giant bowl of artichokes. (laughs) No explanation. I didn't notice that. Giant bowl of artichokes. There was also, in the previous scene, like a bowl of, like, pumpkins and squashes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to something that occurred to me when we were doing Funniest Moments. And and I will eventually tie it actually back in to make it fashion, because I do have something. Um, Do you think Monica is... Like, I feel like Rachel is, but do you think Monica is the type of woman who would be bothered by Chandler being like, I got to see this hot girl. I got to see this girl that Joey thinks is so hot. I feel like Monica wouldn't. No, I don't think be she that bothered. Would. I think Rachel might. I think Rachel's a bit more like. I think jealous. Rachel's a little more insecure yeah. than Monica. Yeah. Um, so I bring all that up. Just to say that I did think of a make it fashion, which is uh, we got somewhat rare Phoebe cleavage in this episode when she um, comes back. Her date with Officer Gary ended early because of a shooting and he had to go to, to work. And um, the whole thing where she's talking about being in the honeymoon phase and insinuating Monica isn't. She's wearing something low cut, which normally Phoebe is. Uh, that's not her style. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, I did notice the butterfly-themed outfit where she had, like, butterflies in her hair and a statement necklace and, yeah. like, appliques on her yeah. sweater. She had glitter in her hair. Yeah. <laughs> inside joke. I'm glad. I hope people like, like that we reference her inside jokes without explaining them. Yeah. Um, all right, what's under the umbrella? Um, okay, Monica being uh, too strong. Right, yeah. Uh, Monica being competitive. Yeah. Um, uh, Joey does a how you doing, but it's like in gesture form. Yeah, he does like charades how you yeah, doing. Yeah, which is funny. <laughs> and it works. And it works. <laughs> Even though his how is like a Native American, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah. Little... Uh, I forgot in the props department, when they're all like eating sandwiches at Monica's, they have wow chips. Do you remember? I remember wow those chips. Those were like, weren't those like Olestra? Maybe. Yeah. But, okay, this is, 
This is a part of the podcast where it's just you and me having a conversation. Okay. We went to a play last night. Were there wow chips on top of the refrigerator in the play? The whole play took place in a kitchen. I, I mean, and we think it was the 90s, right? We were talking on the way back. Like, it was supposed to be the 90s. One girl's wearing a Wu-Tang Clan t-shirt. And I remember seeing the potato chips and seeing and thinking those look familiar. And then just now when you said wow chips, I was like, oh, maybe that's what that was on top of the refrigerator in the play. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, they truly were discontinued because they had Olestra, which gave people, like, explosive diarrhea yeah. and, like, um, leakage. Because um, it was a fat-free chip of uh, fat free oil yeah so this um, all adds up yeah so maybe there were wow chips in that play yeah uh, <laughs> but that's the listeners don't care uh anything else under the umbrella um uh no i just went down a olestra i thought that. um that. that's podcasting uh, <laughs> looking stuff up on <laughs> while recording i think that's it all right well let's take a quick break okay okay it's time to commit 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay. Oh. I mean, normally I say, and we're back, but you can, you can, we're back. We are back. And we're ready to talk about season five, episode 17 of How I Met Your Mother, of course. Natalie, take it away. That's what I usually say. But if you want to switch it up any time. No, no, no. I like I like how it is. All right. I'm not like an iron fist. And first off, I'm not even in show. We're, we're co-hosts of this podcast. Right. I just want to make it, make sure everyone knows that. Okay. Um, so uh, we're with Barney and like first responders. Barney's pulled out of the Hudson River. And then it starts off. This episode starts off as like a, like a film noir where Barney... Like, so he's like, how did I get here? I'm going to, like, tell you the story. Yeah. And he meets a dame at McLaren's, and it's yeah. Jennifer Lopez. J-Lo. Um, and she's she's very hot. She compliments his cravat. They have a funny little exchange. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get um, that in the funniest moments. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the, we're done with the film noir. I thought the whole episode was going to be that. Yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been fun because they've that. done things like that before, yeah, like absolutely. full concept episodes. So yeah. we get the film noir is no more, and we're at McLaren's. We're kind of like on a double date with um, Don and Robin and Marshall and Lily, although they're just like meeting him for the first time. Yeah, and Robin's not officially like they're not dating. Dating. They're yeah. just like meeting him. They're just hanging Marshall out. is head over heels in love with Don. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then they're at the apartment and Ted is reading from, I don't know how it's like brought up, but reading from this book that's called, of course, you're still single. Take a look at yourself, you dumb slut. So Barney is describing J-Lo's behavior. Yes. Oh, and and then Ted is is piecing it together. Like that sounds like some of the techniques I've read in Robin's book. So that's actually Ted's book. It's definitely Ted's book. It's definitely Ted's book, but it's basically like... 
equivalent to the game, but from like a female perspective, I guess. Oh, okay. I thought it was like the rules. Do you remember the, the rules? rules? Yes, that's what I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah. So it's basically like weeding out the. It's not as um, like creepy or predatory as the rules. Well, the rules is for women, which is so it's not predatory as much as it's like weirdly submissive and aggressive. Okay. What's the one that like tells men how to nag? Oh, well, that was a TV show, right? The the pickup artist. The pickup artist. Okay, yeah. I thought that was a book first, but maybe. it might have been. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm happy I don't know that. But the okay. rules is from like I want to say like late '90s, and it was basically a woman wrote a book that was like, here's how to land a husband. It was that, like how it was. to lose a guy in ten days, kind of thing. <laughs> but it's how to get a husband. Yeah, and it so is like this, very regressive. And this kind of is. I a feel little... like it's very like um, Charlotte on. Sex yeah, and the city. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. That's okay. Um, so this book is basically to like weed out the creeps who just want to like sleep with you right away, which is what Barney is. Mm-hmm. So um, J Lo, her name is Anita, and she, like the book states, she needs seventeen dates before sleeping with someone. This is where I get like I understand not wanting to. Wanting to weed out shallow creeps a little bit, mm-hmm. but also, like... If you want to sleep with someone, sleep with yeah, someone. W- it, yeah, it gets into this, uh, the stereotype that women enjoy sex less, yeah. and and that women, all women, all women's goal is to get married, or is to find a yes. forever partner, and yes. that's what everything is pointed... Like, what if you're a woman who just wants to see someone casually and sleep with them on the second date. Right. That's why this is regressive because it's like almost like a like a morality thing. Like Well yeah, the the title of the book yeah. <laughs> literally calls the reader a dumb slut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, there's another funny joke in there that I didn't write down. Okay. Uh, which is the title of her other book. I don't know if you oh, wrote yeah. that one down. <laughs> I didn't, but we could talk about it now. Of course, you don't have any, like, retirement money. You don't have a money. retirement plan. Just look at yourself, you dumb, you dumb slut. slut. It's still you dumb slut. It's, yeah, you think it's going to be, like, <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's really funny. Okay, so it turns out Anita is the writer of this book. Yep. Um, Dawn asks Robin out. She says yes. Um... And then um, Barney is saying, like, I'm going to sleep with her. And she's saying, no, you won't. So she's basically the anti-Barney. And now it's like a challenge. He accepts the challenge, basically. Yeah, I was waiting for him to say he it. He doesn't say it. Say it but no. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that Robin actually sinks Anita on Barney to destroy him. And we learn through a flashback that... <laughs> Robin had Anita, like, as an interviewee on her show. Yeah. So we'll get to that later. Um, so yeah. she wants to um, teach Barney a lesson and destroy... Well, at first she's like, okay, yeah, maybe. Because Anita's like, I can, like, destroy anyone. And then, like, we also get a little scene at McLaren's where Barney's, like, mouthing off, like, so disrespectfully and annoyingly. And Robin makes the call as if it's, like, a mob hit, like... Okay, do it. Yeah. <laughs> she just, like, calls Anita, like, has her on speed dial, like, waiting for yeah. Barney to, like, really fuck up. Um, so she's like, I could use the power of no to break Barney. Um, Marshall and Lily are in bed, and Marshall realizes... Oh, when Lily says that, like, she wants 
um, Robin to go on this date because she's had like such a hard time. She's been in mourning. She's been in a mourning phase for so long. And Marshall's like, wait, what? Like he didn't understand. And then we get the flashback of the scene at McLaren's where they're all saying how like Barney keeps banging everyone and then Marshall sings the bang, bang, bangity, bang song. Bang, 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 Marshall's bang. like, why didn't you stop me, Lily? And she's like, well, the, the song was so catchy. <laughs> um, so Barney's seeking out a loophole in this book. Um, and then Ted comes up with the idea that um, if she needs 17 dates, let's make one super date to get like 17 romantic experiences mm-hmm. in one and he presents this idea in a song about like being um, gooey and romantic yeah. and it's kind of fun because we see all the different yeah. uh, locations like play out behind they're sitting down they stand up he's singing the song about the super date and then they're at a romantic restaurant and then there's fireworks yeah. and then and um, it's done really well with like a mix of I think practical effects of like sli- mm-hmm. sets actually sliding in and out but also some like green screen background stuff it's yeah. really well done um, the one thing I wanted to point out is I'm guessing there must have been something cut from this sequence because the carriage driver in the musical number who is not the carriage driver you see later right. in the musical number is Matt Frewer who's like oh. the next door neighbor dad from Honey I Shot the Kids he's in like right. Watchmen and he's in okay. uh, the 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 uh, Dawn of the Dead remake he's like a recognizable so actor. he should have had more to do. I'm guessing they must have had a longer... Maybe he actually had a verse that he sang or something. I don't know. Shouldn't it have been Ron Jeet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Driving the cat, the, yeah. the handsome cat. Yeah. So yeah, Matt Frewer uh, shows up super briefly for no reason. And then I at least thought that was like, okay, well, when they when we get to the super date, maybe Matt Frewer will have more to do there. But nope, different actor. Different actor, yeah. Um, this reminded me of the like 60-second date yeah, I was actually going to talk about that in Under the Umbrella, the three-minute yeah, three three minute minute date. date. Okay. Yeah, very much. Um, so after the gooey and romantic song, they both are like, oh, that's too much. We need to go to a strip club. <laughs> um, and then it's the night for um, Robin's big date with D-Bag, a.k.a. Don. <laughs> that's what Marshall calls yeah. him. Um, but it turns out Robin canceled. Um, and then... Ted realizes that he too was a jackass to Robin with the bangity bang song. Um, yeah, parents. I, I love that we keep like he, every time we cut back, we realize like, oh, the song went on longer, yeah. and Ted Ted joins in. in. Yeah, yeah, we'll get more to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Robin's crying in the restroom. Um, they go to Barney's and tell him that he's being an asshole, and Barney feels so bad that he barfs in a trash can. Well, no, he barfs in a stormtrooper helmet. Stormtrooper helmet, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, and then Rob, they, they're like, where would she go to mourn? And, of course, Robin's at the shooting range. Um, and Barney goes to the shooting range, and she admits that it hurt, and, like, she was treated so poorly. And Barney has, like, kind of a, like an epiphany saying that, like, not only was I a really bad boyfriend, but I'm also a bad ex-boyfriend. So he feels really, really bad. Um, he apologizes and he says, like, I won't sleep with Anita. And not only that, but he then orchestrates a super date with Dawn. 
Um, Don and Rob, not Barney and Don. Yeah, Don and Robin. <laughs> That's probably obvious. Super Day with Don and Robin. Um, Barney ends up standing Anita up. He's the one who says no. And then she comes to McLaren and, and wants to, like, get the power back. And then they kind of, like, negotiate what date they'll sleep together on. Yeah. Um, but he and, won't do it. But he won't do it. Yep. Um, and Ted's like, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> she ignores him. Yeah. Um, and she whispers something in his ear, probably something about, like... Something filthy. Yeah, like, I'll do anal or something, like, <laughs> right here now or something. Um and we don't have to speculate. We can. <laughs> okay, friends and mothers, what filthy promise did J-Lo did make Anita, to, to Barney? Yeah, that made him then storm out of McLaren's, walks through town, and then jumps into the Hudson River. Yeah. So that's the story. Um, and then he gets a $500 ticket from the NYPD, I guess. Yeah, or, I guess. Yeah. Whoever that would be. And then she said, I hope it was worth it. And then there's, um, like, fireworks in the background, and Barney knows that Robin is on the super date with Don, and he said, yes, it's worth it, which is really sweet. Mm -hmm. And then we're all back at the apartment, and they all ask Robin how the date was, and she's, like, coyly saying, like, it went pretty well, like, being, like, coy about, like, sleeping with him. (laughs) And then she starts singing the Bangity Bang song. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. Again, Another great Oh, I forgot to mention, like, so Barney also chimes in on the bank. So all three of them are, like, (laughs) Yeah, but we'll get to that in Funniest Moments. Don't ruin that for me. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay, I only had one other thing to throw in there. Um, Are you done with the... Yes. Okay, so my only other stray observation is... um, we obviously we've known Robin is a gun nut, mm-hmm. but I can't remember. If we, have we actually seen her at a shooting range before? I can't remember. I feel like we have, but um, maybe not. seeing her actually shoot uh, reminded me that like within within just a couple of years from this episode, she would uh, become like sort of a legitimate action star as uh, uh, Agent Maria Hill of the Avengers of Shield, Agent Maria Hill of Shield in the Avengers movies and other MCU so this movies. Was practice. Yeah, so she's practicing. Uh, all right. Let's move on to funniest moments. Um, okay, so one of the um, one of the lessons in the book is to like say the word sex over and over again. <laughs> so yeah. Anita has like a really funny way of like talking about sex, interjecting yeah. sex into her stories, and so she yeah. talks about horse sex crement. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, that reminds me, I had a friend who said, he wasn't actually saying this, he said he had, like, read something that made him laugh of, like, a guy, like, actually arguing, when you're on a date with a woman, you should try to use the phrase, new direction, because it sounds like nude erection. erection. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, um... My first funniest, I'm going chronologically, my first one was, because I've said before I'm a sucker for when, like, someone's telling a story, we get the flashback, we come back and realize, like, oh, they told everything that we just heard. Yeah. So, Barney's telling the cop what happened, and he's starting with the the, the meet cute, where yeah. they have the joke about the their, the cravat and which one of them is hotter. Yeah. And then J, uh, Anita says, why don't we just call it a tie? Yeah. And it cuts back, and Barney's, like, laughing at the joke yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Speaking of that kind of, like, callback 
um, ability for How I Met Your Mother. Um, when Robin is interviewing Anita, she goes, but um, what inspired you to write this yeah. book? <laughs> um, but um, uh, I liked, again, this is like a little, it's a physical bit and a, 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 like a line read. When um, I think it's when Anita tells him that it's going to be 17 dates, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or someone tells him like it's the rule is 17 dates and he's at the bar and he like turns politely to the people at the bar where there's an empty chair and politely asks like, are you, do you need this chair? Are you using mm-hmm. it? And then sits in the chair just so he can faint and fall out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was funny. Um, we get a return of um, Michael, the camera, the camera operator. So to prove the book's like uh, success, uh, yeah. Efficacy. Efficacy. Yes. Good one. Um, she demonstrates by saying like, no, she doesn't want coffee. And then he brings her like 13 different kinds of coffee coffees. Yeah. And the way that she sips the Turkish tea or the yeah. Turkish coffee was really funny. Yeah. Um, I, this is, this is just sort of a general funniest moments, but I loved that every time the name of Anita's book comes up, People say it in full. Yes. <laughs> like, of course, you're still single. Look at yourself, you dumb slut. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Anita is trying to, like, further seduce Barney, she, like, he's, he's talk, she's talking about his, like, um, shirt. And she, there's, like, the whole thing about, like, her loving a tiny um, fiber. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, my fibers are so tiny. Yeah. Or my fiber is so tiny, it softens when you touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh man, this episode is gonna make me keep using a word I don't like. I've already said it a couple times, but uh, when Barney learns that Robin's upset, she says she's upset. Lily says, "Of course she's upset. Take a look at yourself, you dumb slut." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is um, more times than I've said that word in the past ten years. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Anita's like at her her house or her apartment or whatever. Michael, like, serves her a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, he shows he's got it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, when Barney... I guess this is kind of my last one, because my other one was just... I know what it is, the and tag I, I let you end. have it. Yeah. When Barney joins in on the bang, bang, bangity bang, he's playing the spoons. Yeah, he grabs spoons. And, like, it seems like he's doing it pretty well. He does it well, yeah. Uh, and the other thing that is, like... So that's the obviously funny thing about that. The other thing that's funny is that, like, when we see Ted join in the song, he asks... What are you doing? And Marshall's like, oh, singing a song about how much sex Mar- uh, Barney's having. He's like, oh, I'll join in on that. Barney doesn't even ask what's going on. He just, yeah. like, comes in with spoons and yeah. starts He's singing He's just ready along. to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, yeah, just the whole tag at the end, which you already talked about. But but Kobe Smulders really knocks out of the park doing the, like, well, it went pretty well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, all right. Should we move on to Make It Fashion? Yeah. And for once... I really liked Robin's date dress. Her date dress. Yeah. The it, red one. It was like a hot, like short, like very yeah. sexy, very yeah. like there weren't any gemstones, there weren't any frills that were unnecessary. Yeah, it it wasn't layered. It was like the appropriate yeah. lining and design. Yeah. Ted said she looked like a very expensive prostitute. Yeah, and like I thought she looked great. <laughs> yeah. But then in the next scene we get Lily with like a pink frilly yeah. flower on yeah. her chest and there's well when robin's uh 
shooting her gun in the preceding scene, she's wearing like a sweater with like a doily stapled to the front of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that dress looked great on her. Yeah, yeah, she looked great. And then uh, the Mar- seams were like appropriately placed. <laughs> yeah. What are the chances? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Marshall wears a plaid shirt that is from the Scotch and Soda brand that I am aware of. I don't think I have oh. any Scotch and Soda clothes, but okay. Yeah, they the this show occasionally like wears very like like remember when we saw multiple I kept pointing out multiple Johnny O uh, pieces of clothing yeah and yeah so now they have scotch and soda I don't know maybe someone they know is involved yeah alright what's under the umbrella uh, I'll start well I'll yeah do it all I guess um, until you have any um, you mentioned but um you mentioned the three minute date you mentioned gun nut Robin mm-hmm. uh, also <laughs> cameraman Mike being on the hook First he was on the hook. Last yeah. week he was on the hook with Robin, yeah. you know, doing her laundry for her. Yeah. And here he's getting coffee now and and, and uh, yep. Cosmos for uh, for Anita. And then um, uh, Barney combs through the, uh, of course, you dumb slut book, f- looking for a loophole the same way that years ago he asked Marshall to use his lawyer's skills to comb through the bro code that he had written to look for a loophole right. because he had... Wow, good Slept with, uh, with, uh, with Ted's ex, Robin. Yeah. So that's a bit of a callback. What, uh, what do you have for similarities? Well, yeah, you nailed it. And then also just a Star Wars reference. Oh, right. Other, uh, yeah, under the umbrella. Yes, there was a dumb Star Wars reference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's move on to similarities. Okay, so obviously, this, I don't have many, but the most obvious is like rubbing a sex life into a friend's face. Oh, right. Yeah. Because the whole, and also like the competition of sexual conquests. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, And then also kind of, they're both stolen from Seinfeld. Um, How I Met Your Mother used the phrase hot and heavy, whereas friends just danced around it. Yeah. 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 I can't remember what term they used. They used like hot and... I don't know. know. Steamy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out and bothered. Out and bothered. Yeah. Um, do you have any other similarities that I'm nope. missing? I could, normally I try to try to think of something, but uh, nothing really stood out to me. Okay. We have to play favorites now, and okay. I'm, I'm dreading it. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. How, How I, I Met, met your, your mother. mother. Yeah. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Okay, good. I'll tell you why. So, I mean, obviously this episode is very funny. Um, but I like when Barney shows a, the tiniest bit of humanity <laughs> and the fact that he, like, when they all realize how much they hurt Robin, yeah, they immediately, like, drop what they're doing and, like, go to their friend and, like, yeah. try to find her. Yeah. And the look on Barney's face when he realizes, like, the error of his ways, like, I, I believe that it's affecting him. Yeah. And I believe that he really cares. I think, yeah, uh, I don't even know if I'd call it the tiniest bit of humanity. I think that's the thing with Barney is he's like, he's one extreme or the other. Yeah, that's true. You know, he goes way overboard. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was watching this Friends episode and writing down so many funniest moments and cackling so much that I was thinking in my head, like, when it comes to playing favorites, this is going to be a blowout. Right. There's no way. Right. And what do you know, How I Met Your Mother comes through with with, with an all-timer, I think. Yeah. And um, I think, yeah, the... Like, starting with 
just the grace notes, starting with J-Lo <laughs> whispering in Barney's ear, him standing up and confidently marching out of McLaren's down the street to this dramatic music and jumping into the Hudson. Yeah. And then we cut to, or we fade to, back to the the framing device. Yeah. And the thing that you mentioned with the fireworks, was it worth it? I sure hope so. Yeah. Like, that sort of... Uh, going out on a big ending yeah. like that, I think, is what put it over the top. But they're and both also, hilarious episodes. It also, like, just, there was so much. It was so packed with, like, the the film noir early on and then the musical yeah. number. Yeah. So it just, like, it just had so much. And this Friends episode was also great. I think another reason is my two least favorites in both shows, Ted and Ross, were, like, just second fiddle. Like, yeah. they just... They didn't have anything to do. That's a good point. Besides be, like, kind of the butt. Like, yes, Ross's, like, yeah. bits were really funny. They were. But he didn't. And and Josh Radner got a great musical number. Josh Radner had a, yeah. And he was just, like, kind of like a bro about, like, I'll sleep with her and, like, let's go to the strip club. Like, <laughs> yeah. But he was just, you know, second fiddle to everyone else. Yep. That's great. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's, um, oh, let's catch up on our correspondence. Um, we, we definitely have. Uh, quite a bit this All time. Right. Let's see. Um, where was I? So starting on Twitter or X or whatever, mm. uh, Philip says um, that he's behind on our show, but rabbits are objectively better than ducks. Once again, we're all right. Yeah. Like, Marshall is right. The rest of the people on the show are wrong. Yeah. How are ducks better than rabbits? That's insane. Yeah. Anyway, um, he said, I felt like I was in an alternate timeline watching that episode. Yeah, you and me both, buddy. Yeah. You and me both. Um, Alex, our friend from the UK, uh, filled us in on what happened after the Friends episode last week cut off oh, on, on yeah. Max yeah. Uh, when he tries to return the um, the couch that's been cut in half. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently he was eventually offered $4 store credit and took it. I wish that we saw that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Alex says he has the DVDs. Um, is it, Alex might be the one who early on tried to convince us to watch the producer's cuts instead of the oh, yeah, yeah. the cuts as aired. But okay. I want to I wanna watch the aired okay. cuts. Uh, Jackson says... Uh, when we were when we were talking about um, different looks you can wear with overalls, uh-huh. uh, they say uh, here's an overalls look: ribbed tank top under, button down shirt over. Oh. But I'm guessing they mean like a buttoned up shirt, like unbuttoned. Yes, so you can see all all the layers. I don't know if I like it. I like it. I don't know if I like it. Good call. What kind of button? Oh, also. Like a cotton, but like what color? What pattern? What doesn't color? matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, also, can I be um, a pedantic for a second? Actually, yeah, go ahead. That actually, the phrase "button-down shirt" refers to a button-down collar, not buttons on the front. But when someone say, says "button-down," we know what depends on the. What I'm saying, it depends on the the audience and the and, and like within people who know menswear. If you say "button-down shirt," you're talking about a button-down collar. Okay. What Jackson is saying, you would, uh, I mean, you would probably just call it a shirt. But it was a button-up shirt is how you would differentiate that. My eyes are rolling right out of my head. Uh, friends and mothers, I apologize. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, all right, now let's move on to emails. Uh, Liz says, uh, this is a long one. Okay. I'm not sure if you'd appreciate this call to action since I just got caught up with the episodes. I want to say that to both, uh, um, uh, who, uh, Philip and Liz, like, we don't care how late you are. Oh, yeah. Call to, calls to action from season two welcomed. They're evergreen. We'll probably forget what they are, but that's part of the fun, I think. Yes. Um, it's also, uh, now it's time to be real, <gasps> if you didn't know. I don't, oh. That's good. That's real good. Um, okay. Uh, so, Liz says something, and I will tell you what it is in just a second, as soon as I can get my shit together. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> this is dead air because my phone, I'm sorry, I apologize, friends and mothers. If we were, a, like, a more professional, like, NPR-type show, I would just, like, edit this part out while, We're my, not gonna do that. while my phone loads. But this is, it's live to tape. That's what we do. Okay. Liz says, I'm not sure if you'd appreciate this call to action since I just got caught up with the episodes and I'm also re- Applying to past episodes. In the last episode, you mentioned rabbit or duck, so you're, you're just as caught up as Philip, uh, and it reminded me of a few things. I'm also Teen Rabbit. Thank you. Welcome to the right side of history, yeah. Liz. Uh, but I think they put in the whole segment of them defending the duck. Uh, let's face it, everybody's Team Rabbit, right? Just for the payoff of Don, Donald Duck, and not wearing pants yeah. like Donald Duck. Yeah. Duck is good, and Don is a duck. Yeah. Yeah. I think Liz, that's why they did it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also in the same episode, Ranjit's line in English. Oh, we were trying to figure out what Ranjit yes. was saying. Um, and, uh, <laughs> wow, this is very funny. He says, so when he's part of the duck-rabbit argument, he says, duck can swim, duck can walk, duck can fly. What do you want from an animal? <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. That is a great point. Yeah. Uh, and Liz says she loves that. Um... Oh, she also said the joke with Ross's couch was Ross was trying to get refund or to get store credit for it. Um, Liz also says, as English not being my first language, I've always used couple vaguely, and I'm actually amused when people use it to mean two mm. when not talking about relationship couple. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'm in the... I, I only use couple to mean two, but that's just me, because yeah. I'm... Well, I'm a pedant, as I just talked yes, about, like yes. with button-down colors. Yes. Uh, she also says, LOL, sorry for having too many topics. Liz... There's no such thing. No, you don't have to apologize. Yeah, there's no such thing. Uh, let's see. I know I have at least one other. It might be more. Um, yeah, our old friend Steph. Oh, yeah, because last time she used the term cry cut. Um, and she says, cry cut. A cry cut machine is the reason there are so many generic looking t-shirts all over Etsy. Um, mm. So... Uh, uh, and then she says um, that Nick at night also cut off the tag, so she also didn't see Ross return the couch. Oh. And then she says, those oversized jackets are killing me. What oversized jackets were we talking about? Like Phoebe's coat? No, that's not a... No, we like that oh, one. Oh, maybe she's talking about, like, 90s oversized, like, sport coats yeah. on the on the guys on Friends. Yeah. Steph, let us know what you're talking about. I'm sorry if I forget... Steph shouldn't have to. We should just. We know should what have we're better talking. memories. Yeah, we should know yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Do you like? We talked. We just talked about it with uh, our surly waitress. Does it bother you when the server doesn't write things down? I'm always like, I have a lot of 
like specifications for my food. So I guess I'm that's like, true. you're gonna bring me a meat patty, aren't you? Yeah. Or like, you're gonna bring me something wrong, and I don't want to waste food. So I want to make sure that you have it down. How many times in your life? Because I can only think of one that I was with you. Have you ordered a burger with a veggie patty and gotten a meat patty? It, it's very rare. Yeah, it um, happened once. And I'm not talking about the meat, hey? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think just that once. Okay. Um, what were we just talking about? Uh, uh, when someone doesn't like write down your order. Oh, yes. So, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Um, but we go to a restaurant on Sunday nights, and I yeah, order the same thing bar. every week, so... They like I I tell this one guy like the usual. Yeah, like, he's, he, he says it. your order to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to go <laughs> when I worked in Burbank back you know, two thousand not two thousand ten like uh, about the time this How Many Other episode was airing. There was a sandwich place near my work that I would go to sometimes, and the woman there like she recognized me, and I think she really wanted me to have a regular order. Yeah. So every time she'd be like. Turkey, right? And I'd be like, no, nah. like I, because I, I didn't get the same thing every time. Yeah, I would get different sandwiches. I almost felt like, but it's cute, maybe right? I should just like get a tuna sandwich every yeah, time. Yeah, you should so be like, like, you know me so well. <laughs> oh, this is a real fun call to action. Do you have a usual order at a bar, at a restaurant? Do you walk into a place and they give it to you, much like my Sunday night veggie burger and fries yeah. with sauce on the side? Uh, yeah, I almost wish, I mean, that I like the menu at that place where we do bar trivia on Sunday nights, um, is, uh, there's not that much that's for you as a vegetarian, you know? Yeah. So I, but I really like the food there, so I like to jump around the menu, but there's a part of me that's like, what if I did order the same thing every week just so I could have that experience of yeah. like, I used to get it at bars short too, ribs, right? like or whatever. Right, regular bars, like they would know I like extra lime in my drink. Yeah. Um, that I like a certain type of alcohol. Yeah. All right. Um, that's it for Catching More Correspondence. Now let's uh, move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's a segment called How Were We Doing? This is where we look at what was going on in the world in the days that these episodes aired. So season five, episode 17 of Friends, which again is called The One with Rachel's Inadvertent Kiss, aired on Thursday, March 18th, 1999, just one day after... St. Patrick's Day, St. Patty's Day, um, Mar Thursday, March 18th, n 1999. Bodies were found in a burned rental car in Longbarn, California. Um, this story, but this, I'm not just saying this to be like morbid. It is morbid, but the story gets uh, um, stranger because they didn't know who the, the, the did it. These women were apparently on the cover of People magazine. I don't have any memory of of that. Um, one of the women's wallet had been found in Modesto, mm -hmm. um, uh, and then um, a Another Yosemite Park worker, another young woman, was brutally murdered in the park. And uh, they found the guy who did that. Uh, and when they arrested him, he, for some reason, just 
also confessed to killing the other two women. Wow. So yeah. they solved it because this, and this guy's also um, has a, uh, a a story because his younger brother, when he was a boy, this 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 murderer, uh, when he was a boy, his younger brother had been abducted for seven years and then was found and returned to the family, wow. and they made a TV miniseries about it. So this is a guy who had like been like through this thing with his brother missing was portrayed on a like national TV miniseries, yeah. went to work at a hotel in Yosemite and, uh, and then started murdering women. Um, and, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, so that's a very sad thing that happened on that day in history, but it's a fascinating story. Um, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Uh, number five, Sarah McLaughlin's uh, In the Arms of an Angel. Uh, at number four, Mar- Mariah Carey's I Still Believe. Okay. Uh, at number three, Monica, Angel of Mine, falling from number one. At number two, Whitney, Whitney Houston's Heartbreak Hotel. And at number one... Do you believe in life after love? Share, believe. Is it? I still believe. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Did she cover that? I know that that's. I don't know. Not her original. Um. Hold on. That's a helicopter. Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, good song. Yeah. Season 5, episode 17 of How I Met Your Mother, of course, aired on Monday, March 8th, 2010. Just nine days before St. Patty's Day. Uh, <laughs> on that day, another kind of dark story, uh, not that, not as dark, but um, the former president of Cyprus, who had died uh, a year or two before, um, his body was found his corpse was found on this day after having been stolen from the cemetery. Someone dug up and stole his corpse and then they found it in a different cemetery days later. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I don't need, like, I just look at what's the most interesting thing. I'm not trying to like intentionally go for like macabre stuff. That just happened to be a coincidence this week. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. this day at number five. Oh, 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 oh. God, Bad Romance by Stephanie Germanata from one episode of The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> um, always up to no good in the in the pool. Yeah, at the high school. Yeah, breaking into the natatorium. Yeah, eating eating pizza. The I had Telltale a friend who called me natatorium. Yeah, that's a oh, good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, Kesha TikTok, and number three formerly known as Lady Antebellum, Need You Now. Uh, number two, Young Money, Bedrock. Uh, I know this song. It's, um, what does he say? Like, I'm like Mr. Flintstone, I'm going to make that bedrock or something. Yeah. Uh, but it's got like Nicki Minaj and Drake and Lil Wayne. It's like a star-studded song. Yes. I just can't remember how it goes other than the dumb, like, I'm going to make that bedrock yeah. <laughs> line. Uh, and number one, the Black Eyed Peas, I'm a Bee. Yeah, your favorite. Yeah. So, uh, the final segment is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on both episodes, armed only with knowledge of the episode title. But first, we have to look at how we did last week. Um, 
and I said, Rachel accidentally plants a smooch on Gunther, making him think he's graduated from on-the-hook status. Yeah. That's not what happened. No. You said, there are just some things a guy is not allowed to say no to. Am I right, fellas? You couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah. Because Barney did say no. Yeah. 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 All right, so now I'm going to need you to vamp. Oh. Uh, organic spicy taco sauce. Organic yellow corn taco shells. Pizza sprinkle seasoning. Ketchup <clears throat> sprinkle seasoning. <clears throat> Season 5, episode 18 of Friends is called The One Where Rachel Smokes. I think, okay, here's another thing. We often do, we often do, as you do often reference, stolen from Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hear say, I'm going to say here that How I Met Your Mother stole from friends. And I'm going to say, Rachel starts smoking at her new job to network, to make connections, to get ahead. I'm, that's what I'm going to say, because that worked for Marshall. I'm going to say that How I Met Your Mother stole it from friends. Uh, Rachel takes up the old coffin nails at work to get buddy-buddy with the right people. Um, Okay, that's what I'm going to say. Okay, well, I'm going to say... So, very good guess. Oh. <laughs> Let's just say, I think you're going to get a point there. I'm glad because I thought I was like being lazy by saying, by just stealing from something that we'd already seen in the other show. Yeah. But the, just the fact that we know she's starting a new job, I was like, and then we know it's Rachel is the one smoking. You know, if it was the one where someone smokes, maybe, but it was like Rachel smoking, she's starting a new job. Seems like it would make sense. Uh, season 5, episode 18 of How I Met Your Mother is called Say Cheese. Okay. Um, say Cheese. Um, okay. Okay, it's going to be about taking photographs. Um, and there's going to be some rule against, um, like, if you take a photo with a woman you're already in too deep so it's going to be like taking so it's a, another Barney rule it's another Barney rule okay um what more do I have to say about it Barney says if you say cheese, you pose for a couple's photo photo with yeah pose for a couple's photo that's a good idea if you pose for a couple's uh photo that broad might as well be keeping tampons in your medicine cabinet exactly. right yeah okay so that's it we did it that's the whole episode um you you can find the episode wherever you found it you already did that you're very good at it congratulations uh but you can, there's a post for every episode at battleshippretention.com. You can leave a comment there, um, a battleshippretension.comment uh, there. <laughs> you can also find my other podcast, Battleship Pretension, where I talk about movies. Uh, check that out. Um, follow my um, 
my co-host Tyler, uh, he's on on Twitter at More Lessons. Um, if you want to know what's going on with his uh, medical status, he's able to tweet uh, now using voice to text. So that's uh, great. Yeah. Um, email us the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. X me on X at Davy Pretension. Is that what people call it? I don't know. I don't know. What is the I've verb? Been, I've been spending less and less time on there. As you should. Um, because I'm lucky enough to be on Blue Sky now. So I. But like, there's so few people on Blue Sky that sometimes I'll be like scrolling Blue Sky and I'll be like, oh fuck, I'm caught up from like yesterday. Yeah. It's like early Twitter. I'm like, I'm caught up. Yeah. So I will go oh, go just see what's going on in X. But I'm spending much less time there. Um, yeah, I guess that's where you can can find us. Uh, Natalie, where do you want people to, to find you? I don't, as you know. But if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers, give us five stars, or tell us why we deserve less than five stars. Yeah, give us a review. Write us a review. Um, your calls to action. There are oh, plenty. Um, yeah. Vegas stories. How would you like to greet someone in a formal or informal setting? Yeah. Uh, do you have a regular order at a bar or restaurant. Yeah. Um, and like at the end of Lost in Translation, what did Anita whisper yes, to Barney? Yes. Uh, all right. Until next time. Yeah. We'll see you in the Hudson River. <laughs>